Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 17, Episode 17, One-on-One, Part 3. Don't sound too excited about it, Carly. (laughs) I don't think we ever need 17 episodes of Sister Wives again. These last ones don't count. These... Should not count towards the episode total because it's not part of the season. I got to say, I really tried to like it. I tried to give this tell-all a chance, but they need to change the format next time. Change the format. It's not working. No, I don't want to see them have individual conversations. That was fine during COVID. We are living in a post-COVID world now that Cody has antibodies. So we need to be doing something different. I want them in the green room. I want people reacting live to things that are being said. I want them to come out and tell their side of the story. I want it to be more energized, more dramatic, and I want it to be less than three episodes. I would have happily traded in the first two episodes of this one-on-one series for two more episodes to round out that calendar year that we're still a year behind from. Right. I would rather have seen what happened with Christmas then have listened to the first two parts of this. Exactly, yeah. And even if you wanted to sift through those first two and just pick out the goodies and make that an hour and a half special, sure. Also, don't leak all of the good parts of the episode and then expect us to be shocked when we watch it. That's a really big part of it. Because I think if most of this hadn't come out in the weeks between when it actually aired, I think we would have more to talk about. Yeah, I get they need something to tease and to get us to want to watch it, but don't take the best stuff. That's like a 90s movie trailer. It's the whole synopsis. Start (laughs) to finish, you know exactly what you're walking into. You don't need to give me eight minutes of the movie and have that be like the whole movie start to finish. It's just all the good bits. I think Cody's been listening to the podcast a lot too, is my suspicion. Why? And, And Mary maybe too. They've been saying shit a lot. Do we say shit a lot? I think I say shit a lot. I, I think my favorite words are different. 
Oh, okay. Different four-letter words? Yes. All right. I don't know. Let's start a count. How many times do we say shit this episode? Someone let us know. You, you don't need to count those ones because those are just example ones. Right. For those where... don't count. We didn't start yet. Yeah, we didn't start. Just use it in, in context when I'm actually using it as a swear. When we get the pony in the water. Right, exactly. All right. What is the episode description for this pile of trash that we watched? Well, this stinker has the TLC description of, in this final episode of one-on-one interviews, Cody is confronted with the question of whether he has a favorite wife. Then, Cody and Janelle open up about the conflict over holidays and reveal the status of their relationship. Did they mean to say over the holidays, or it's just, that's what we went with, over holidays? I don't know. And Mary disappears should be the last sentence of this. She throws up the deuces. She barely got a paycheck for this episode, man. Fades into oblivion. (laughs) But let's hear the Carly episode rewrite description. Mary fades into oblivion. That's not part of it? No, it's not actually. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I tried. I didn't spoil anything. No, all good. Let's hear it. Cody continues to give his ex-wives the ick. Janelle fires the family counselor. Robin blames her stretch-marked sister wives for their failed marriages. Mary declares her worth. The stretch marks, I think, had a resounding impact. Robin went off the rails this episode. Yeah. Man, she was trying to be real restrained the past two tell-alls. Well, this, yeah, I guess I'll say not even episodes. The past two total tell-alls. She just cries, tries to get out of answering questions. And in this one, she really, they let us see a little bit more of Robin than I think they normally do. She popped off. On a couple of things. It doesn't take too much airtime to have Robin put her foot in her mouth. You can just let that tape run. Let her just keep answering stuff. There's going to be something in there that we can use that'll make her look bad. There was a lot of this this episode. And not just Robin. Robin and Cody. Wow. Quite the sound bite. United front, for sure. And they definitely got their story straight on the same page. Announcements before we get into it? We do have a voicemail from legal wife, Stephanie. Hi, this is Stephanie calling from Kentucky. And I was just wondering if you guys remember Ken, the super Mormon guy that um, told Cody to leave three of his wives and then he could come back to the church. So do you think that now that everyone's gone, that he's going to go back to the Mormon church full blown? Have a great day. Keep doing what you're doing. You're great. Thank you, Stephanie, except for, you know, reminding us about Ken. Ken is one of my least favorite side characters in the series, Sister Wives. Mostly because he did our girl Christine so dirty. (laughs) All right. So remember, let's give everyone a reminder about Ken. So Ken had texted Cody and told Cody, you need to leave three of your wives and then you can come back to the LDS church. That pissed Christine off because obviously she knew she was one of the first ones who he'd get rid of, but also how insulting. And Cody refused to confront Ken about having said this. Yeah, what was never addressed in the series, but ultimately deduced by Carly and myself, was that these text messages were sent directly from Ken to Cody, and Cody subsequently told, leaked like a sieve, as Janelle would say, all of his other wives found out about it because he had to tell them this hilarious joke that Ken told him. But it wasn't a joke, because he was seriously inviting him back to the LDS church, as long as he would just, you know, ditch three of those other old bags on the side of the road. And all their kids, who were uh, tender-aged at that point in time. Dump them. So do we think that Cody and Robin, I'm going to 
make sure we have Robin in there. Would they come back to the church, the LDS church? Is this the long con to get back into the LDS? <laughs> Cody's just decided to have the rest of his marriages implode so he can go back to church with Ken. Well, I guess so. the problem is Mary, right? Mary can't quit you. She's sticking around. I don't know. How would you prove to the LDS church that you no longer have sister wives? Wouldn't they want some pretty good proof that you're no longer living polygamy? And Mary would show up to every meeting to remind everyone, (laughs) I am absolutely 100% still Cody's wife. I have not decided if I no longer want to be with him. He may have decided, but I have not decided. I think it would be a good move for some of the kids in the family who tried to join the church and then were told they couldn't because of their parents' religion. It would work out better for Maddie. I don't think Maddie wants to come to the LDS church. Maybe. I think she's over it McKelty, maybe. I don't know what McKelty's current situation is, but she also was denied for the same reason. Yeah, McKelty's just been spouting off really dumb stuff on Reddit this week about postpartum depression. Well, it was on, what was it on Instagram, on Facebook Live, on something? Yeah, it ended up on, I saw it over on the Reddit there. Yeah, she's not doing an AMA, so calm down. No, no, no. (laughs) No, and I wouldn't want her to either because she's wildly unqualified and basically 90% full of absolute garbage (laughs) bullshit. She's giving some bad advice. Let's just put it that way. Very, very bad advice. Uninformed opinions from not a professional. Much like this podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) But thanks again, Stephanie, uh, for that fantastic voicemail. If you'd like to have your voice heard on the podcast, you can subscribe to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash surviving pod. You get access to our archives of the rewatch episodes, seasons one through nine, a bunch of bonus episodes. Let's talk about it specials. Almost like a hundred episodes of let's talk about it, guys. Hours of content. Tons of content, so it's always better to join at the beginning of the month. We're still kind of early on in the month, here a little bit. So get on over there, sign up for that if you're interested in that, and remember that every dollar you pledge just makes us a little bit more successful than my sister wife's closet. And our final announcement before we get into the episode here is that we will be taking a little break. Don't worry, it's just a little break, a two-week break. It's not like an 11-day honeymoon or anything. (laughs) No, we have not taken a break from the podcast since March of last year. Which was when we were moving. So I it wasn't think. really much of a, well, of a, not a yeah, of it wasn't a break, a break for us. It was more so everything was packed up and on a truck in a very brown family sort of way. <laughs> that was the last episode break that we had. So the next episode of the podcast will be in late January. What is that? The uh Oh, it'll be one of those weeks, not next week, but the 29th. Maybe, maybe one of the other ones there. The week of the 29th, we'll be back. Because between having a break week, we also have Carly's got a fun root canal situation coming up here. <laughs> so we don't know how verbal she's going to be. I might need to <laughs> translate for her in the upcoming subsequent episode. Once we jump back in, which we'll be kicking off the rewatch with season 10, episode one. Right after the catfish. Right in the midst of the catfish dark times. Okay, so let's pick up with the third part of the one-on-one. Cody, how would you describe your relationship with Robin? He checks his watch because he's just an asshole, right? So he's like, do you, do you have time? Do you have to go somewhere? Do you have another engagement I don't know about? Do you have enough time in the day to answer 
how important Robin is to you? Are you going to drone on like Tom Cruise on Oprah's couch? You're going to start jumping up and down here? (laughs) You know what? That is Cody's celebrity equivalent. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Big Tom Cruise energy. Loose cannon. (laughs) He's not going to talk about Robin. He feels like he's being baited into saying something bad about her. So we're just going to leave that there. Then they play the clip of Christine in her library talking to Cody where she's accusing him of having a favorite wife, right? Because that's the road this line of questioning is going down. And be careful saying the phrase favorite wife because Robin, anytime she heard Christine say it, she flinched in the little reaction shots down there. He's a visceral reaction to favorite wife. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like that label on it. I mean, she likes the status and all of the benefits that come along with it. But she doesn't like being labeled the favorite wife. Don't call her that. Now, Cody is claiming that Christine was never happy unless she was getting more than everyone else. That's the real problem here. It's not about having a favorite wife. It's about Christine needing more attention, more love, more everything than everyone else, or she was just always going to be unhappy. So then Cody has to turn the tables here and start asking Suki questions. If Christine is envious, does that make me and Robin bad? And Suki's like, well, I don't really understand where you're going with this line of questioning, but I guess no, because Christine had to watch you take out Robin on dates, and then Robin had to watch you take Christine out on dates. Okay. But what Christine is saying on a day-to-day basis, the amount of involvement that you have with Christine and her children is significantly less than what she sees with you and Robin's children. You know what I think would have solved this? A logbook. We need Cody to log his time. And just schedule. They had a schedule before Robin arrived. Schedule is how you make this work. He really altered the schedule because he just decided, okay, it's Christine's day. You know what? I'm not going to show up there till five o'clock. It's okay if I cut off most of the day, right? I was at work. I was going. I was going. I was driving around in my car aimlessly to avoid being there until 5 p.m. Throwing my visors on, various visors, and taking (laughs) phone calls on speakerphone with the volume all the way up. Suki can't listen to it anymore. She's done with Cody taking over this interview. And so she just comes out with it. Is Robin the favorite wife? That's the question I've been trying to ask you for 15 fucking minutes here. So just answer it. Well, that's not fair. That's not a fair question to ask. What kind of a question is that? But now he's going to pick it apart, right? She found favor. She's not the favorite. Is the favorite not someone who's found favor? Well, I think we're getting into a whole level of semantics now. It's because Robin has done a lot of work on herself, much like, I guess, the work Mary has been doing on herself that got her nowhere. Surprisingly, it's the only work Robin's ever done in her life. (laughs) And so that has earned her favor in Cody's eyes. We don't know the work that Robin has done. And that is true. I would like to see a logbook of Robin's work that she has done to contribute to the family. And then I thought Barry Plath showed up because Cody says, you know what? It's a character type issue. It comes down to character. The other wives, they have character flaws. You know, as we know, Robin has none. Some blind spots. Some blind spots, you would say. (laughs) He might be missing. And again, we get hit with the blind loyalty. That is Robin's best feature according to cody because all she does is listen to what he says and obey him those other three wives that he's had they've all just shit talked him the entirety of their relationships robin's never done anything but be nice 
to those bitches. And fight for him. Oh, she stands up. She protects her man. Mm-hmm. He'll put those dukes up. Sure. Put the dukes up like she's a 1920s boxer. <laughs> Christine can't even handle this. She's like, listen, Janelle was so loyal to this man for years. I would complain to her about what a piece of shit he was constantly. And she would tell me, no, Christine, he's a great guy. He's a great dad. I don't know what you're talking about. And now he's making it out like she has been against him since day one. But Janelle is pointing out that now he is kind of a shit bag <laughs> because it's basically, hey, kiss the ring and then we're good. All I want is your unwavering devotion without earning that at all, too. I don't want to do anything to contribute to the trust that's required for that sort of relationship. I just want you to unquestionably follow every command that I put down. There's no reciprocating. No, 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 no. This is a one-way street for me and my benefit. But this is something that we were kind of talking about this week. Could this potentially be stemming from Cody's insecurity, his embarrassment about fucking up selling those houses in Vegas? That was such a abysmal decision to make at that time where he showed the charts, the graphs, his hand-drawn sketches of how the housing market in Vegas was teetering on the edge of a bubble and it was going to pop at any second. And they had to sell. They had to get out. Otherwise, they were going to be trapped in these houses forever. And he had unwavering loyalty from all four of them who said, okay, you are the authority on what's going on with the real estate market. Maybe not unwavering, (laughs) but they did eventually go along with it. They were like, okay, we'll trust you on this one. As the head of the family... You got this. This We're going to follow. This is your decision. You are leading the charge on this one, and we will follow. And it really just shits the bed here. It was the most detrimental thing they could have done for their finances and for the health of their family. And I think that he's been sitting in Flagstaff for a couple of years thinking about how much he majorly fucked that up. And they know it. All you have to do is go on Zillow and type in those addresses and know how much you fucked up in an exact dollar amount. And wouldn't that be the last time you ever trusted this man to make decisions for you? I wouldn't be doing any major life decisions. Having him run with those unquestioned, unchecked, probably not doing that anytime soon. Yes, I think that was a real self-esteem blow for him. So I think that's kind of where this is coming from, too, because we came right off the back of that. It was a terrible decision was not putting the family in a good spot. And then we jump right into COVID. Where, well, we had the Biggie Housie. Oh, well, Biggie Housie That's was where right they were there. like, yeah, no. That's why you had us come here is to try to convince us to live in one house together. It's not going to happen. No way. Then we go into COVID. And then we have a real difference of opinions where people are just finally deciding, Janelle and Christine, I'm going to do me. You can go ahead and have your rules, have your stuff all set up. I don't know what those are. Apparently, it's not good enough for whatever we're trying to do. So sayonara. Good luck. I think it has something to do with it. Because that was basically what Janelle was pointing out in this conversation as well, too. She was already hearing it from Cody. She understood what the subtext was to any of those conversations that he was dancing around. What he was trying to say was, do what I want you to do, and I will love you. And Robin does that. So why don't you do that? And that's what he's been trying to do to Mary and Christine for years, too. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Mary gets her two seconds in this episode here because Suki asks her, is Robin the favorite? 
And Mary has to really think about it. Hmm. Hmm. Is she the favorite? You know, I think that she's the one Cody's most comfortable with because they have a good relationship. I won't say favorite because Cody doesn't like that word. (laughs) Uh, And because she's remembering the good old days when she was the favorite. That was a long, long time ago, though. You could be the favorite when you were the only. I don't think she was the favorite when she was the only either, unfortunately. Cody was looking forward to future wives, more wives. We need more people in here to kind of water this down, I believe was the phrase that he used. As we know, Christine's pretty adamant about the fact that Cody and Robin are soulmates. Robin's the clear favorite. She said she could tell it from the day that Robin showed up, and that's what made her jealous. There was just something different about their relationship, and she didn't know that a marriage could even be that way. Which this all came as a shock to Robin because she didn't even know that the other wives wanted to have a relationship with Cody anymore. It's all their fault, right? They said, we don't want anything to do with him anymore. We don't want him out of our houses. Take him, Robin. Basically. 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 That's how you know she was lying. (laughs) That's why it was full of shit. (laughs) We don't want to spend time with him, basically, is what they said. how far back is she trying to claim that happened? Does she mean COVID or does she mean further back? Because how does that relate to Robin being the favorite? Robin being the favorite has happened for a long time. Didn't just start with COVID. I think this was more of a COVID conversation that they pulled partially out of context to kind of fit it in with what's going on here. So this was kind of an edit chop that happened because this seemed more recently driven, not all the way back in Vegas as a favoritism topic. Okay. Even then, Christine definitely didn't kick Cody out of her house. Nobody I mean, kicked not Cody. At the, not at, well, the, uh, yeah. at the end. At the, <laughs> towards the end there. No, yeah. The beginning of COVID though, Cody was removing himself from other houses Janelle because did, they weren't. Well, Janelle did say, don't come here. This is what happens. Mary told Cody, don't come to my house. I need some time after the catfish. He never came back. Janelle said, don't come to my house if you don't feel it's safe because the boys are still going to work. They're going to school. They're doing the things they got to do. He never came back. Christine, he didn't really have to get any instruction from. He just left. And then when she tried to tell him not to ever come back, he tried to come back. (laughs) Yeah, that was the confusing part of this season, I think, more than anything. We have to ask Robin about being Cody's soulmate. And she kind of like scoffs at it. Like she, she doesn't know why anyone would think that. I could be anybody's soulmate if it pays well enough. (laughs) I bet you she has a bunch of stuff pinned on her Pinterest board about soulmates. Well, she even saw a little soulmate interaction between Christine and Cody. They were so cute together back in the day. They had banter and patter that was unbeatable. It's things that Robin doesn't even have with Cody, you know, like a throbbing vocabulary. (laughs) I feel like Robin doesn't understand a lot of jokes. So there'd be a lot of times when Christine and Cody would be laughing at something and she would have no idea what was going on. (laughs) The real issue, according to Robin, is that they didn't take care of their relationships. This is all the fault of the women. I like how then Robin jumps right into comparing her relationship with Cody to Christine and Mary's relationships with Cody, even though apparently Robin is faultless entirely when it comes to comparing in comparison between marriages, that's neither here nor there for this part. But I just wanted to make note of that because she starts going into comparisons. Blames the other wives for not taking care of their relationships. That was something nice that you had with Cody 
and you blew it. It's your fault. (laughs) Then she really goes off the rails. And she says, it's because they rejected Cody's affection. And they were constantly nagging him about wanting what other wives had. They didn't appreciate him enough. They didn't appreciate the fact that he still wanted to have a romance with them, despite the fact that they were they had stretch marks, they were overweight, they had money problems, they were fighting. Those were interesting examples to jump right to. Okay, the fact that she went right to physical appearance. Stretch marks and weight gain were the first two. You know that Robin's one of those women who thinks like a man is like a God, a gift to women if he doesn't make any comments about their bodies after having children. Well, then she keeps making comments about women's bodies after yeah, she they does. have children. So shut up. It was it was a disgusting comment. I think we should have shown the light a little bit more on financial problems because why are we having those financial problems? Yeah, we didn't get enough good follow-up questions after that tirade that she went on. I think it's because our minuses are outnumbering our pluses. Yes. You have to run the minuses. We need more income, Robin. So start a cameo. I did like that they're letting Robin just run with it now, right? They're letting her really answer questions open-ended. That's what we need because this is where she starts showing us the real her. Because this is just Suki silently nodding. Mm-hmm. Those are the only reactions that we're getting. Just encourage her. Keep going. Make her think like she's doing a really good job. <laughs> And just let it keep spouting off. I guess you owe things to your spouse, like continuing to give them your loyalty and respect, despite the fact that they don't reciprocate those things towards you, as long as they still love you, even though you've gained weight, you've had stretch marks, you have issues with money in your marriage, whatever else she listed off the other bullshit. And how is that like a miraculous, impressive thing that... She's touting that Cody was able to do. He went and married other women. I don't know, because also he told those other women that he wasn't attracted to them. Well, he tried to tell Christine that he was never attracted to her, and that was never a thing. He had revoked physical contact with Mary since before the catfish. It was like the divorce time. It was like the day that he married Robin. Go figure. Saving himself for marriage and purity culture. So I just think it's weird to kind of Hold that as an admirable thing when, like Christine's pointed out, Cody has other options. But in this scenario, Christine didn't. Whatever wife is being neglected doesn't have another option when it comes to that. Cody does. The whole idea that he needs to be idolized for what he was able to give to the other wives doesn't make any sense because the problem was he wasn't able to show up for them in the ways they asked him to show up. So therefore, he did fail. Oh, Nobody's arguing that. (laughs) Cody is a success in any way, shape, or form. I think Robin is. right. Where do we pick up here? Now we move on to Janelle. Sookie's asking her about where the season left off, which was the explosion over the holiday plans. And they roll the clip of Janelle walking away from the fire pit fight. Culpability. Cody got COVID, so it's real now. And you've been criticizing him specifically. Janelle, you have been criticizing Cody for trying to protect this family. I really enjoyed the picture in picture here. We got a very good reaction from Janelle. She rolls her eyes so hard when we get to see Robin in the clip telling Cody about how, you know, the whole reason that he's acting this way is just because he's been rejected. This poor man for a whole year now, he's been rejected by his family at every turn. His rejection, his pain. 
And Janelle even calls it out because Suki saw it too. And she was like, oof, what was that look? And Janelle's like, I'm just sick of this whole counselor Robin thing. Not a fan. It gets old. She's not actually trying to counsel anyone. She's just trying to placate Cody and make excuses for his behavior that are convenient. And holds him up, props him up. Because yeah, if we're talking about Cody's rejection and Cody's pain, can we maybe ask Gabe how his year was? I wish that they would say these things in the moment. When you were there at the fire pit and Robin was talking about how rejected Cody's feeling, why not say, you know, my, I think she did say, didn't she say my boys feel rejected? She said her boys felt just as rejected as Cody. But did she say that in the moment? Not in the moment. I don't think so. I think she was talking to Suki on the couch. I just wish that they would push Cody and Robin on other people's emotions and recognizing other people's, like the way other people are seeing the world. Because it's very, in their world, everything's just about how things affect Cody. Yeah, Janelle kind of locks up during confrontation. And especially after Cody was just spending the last five minutes yelling at you and berating you, you're not actually communicating. So that wasn't really a conversation necessarily that was happening. So she did kind of shut down. She didn't want to agitate him any further because clearly they hadn't even discussed anything yet and he was already flying off the handle. Right, and I'm sure it irritated her that Robin even spoke up to say anything. Where they had left it at first was Cody and Robin needed an apology from the boys. Then it turned into, how about you just have a conversation? And now Janelle is saying, Cody's not made the effort. There's just been zero effort since then to actually have this conversation. So things are not good with her kids. Right, then we get Cody's perspective on his takeaway from that clip, which was he was at a breaking point and he was so mad at Janelle that if she was going to walk away from this, this is over right then and there. That would have been it. Apparently things were building at that point because while Cody was on his deathbed, as we know, with his 99.6 degree fever, Christine and Janelle were off vacationing together the whole time that he was ill with COVID. And to be honest, we thought Cody was being dramatic and maybe drumming this up. But after checking out the Instagram, (laughs) we can confirm this is kind of true. It's kind of accurate. (laughs) They were in Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as the happiest place on earth. But what the point is that we're trying to make here is that Cody is so wounded that Janelle would reject Cody and choose Christine, the new enemy of the family. But honestly, we're pretty much certain at this point, Cody did not help Janelle when she had COVID at all. What is the expectation here? Is is Cody expecting Janelle to come take care of him while he's sick? Probably. Because both he and Robin are down for the count. I'm sure that he wanted Janelle to come in there and take care of Ari and Saul. That's the nanny's job. (laughs) Someone already gets paid to do that. Somebody gets paid good money out of the family account to take care of that. It's about attention. She should have dropped everything she was doing and focused all her attention on Cody. And she didn't. So that's an issue now. Yeah, probably because they hadn't talked for three months. Because apparently that's a regular thing in their relationship, too. I think the other part of this, too, that made me sad was thinking then about Gabe's birthday it just made his birthday even sadder because Janelle and Christine were at Disneyland so that means that he was probably home alone when he received that call from Cody on his birthday he was probably really excited that he thought his dad was calling him maybe to see what he was doing no no so that kind of made that hurt in a different way I didn't like that Cody's not getting why no one understands this whole situation 
the whole making Janelle pick between him and the boys, that's not what he was trying to do. He's trying to protect this family and the boys were not being helpful. Right, because Gabe and Garrison, they went out and found homes when Janelle had to move out of the rental when it was being sold. So why couldn't they have just done that for COVID and been safer the whole time? I don't know, maybe because that was like six months, a fucking year (laughs) apart. Well, they got sick in what? What was it like? January. January. Yeah. And then she moved in May or June. So like six months. That's a big difference if you're saving up money to be able to move out on your own. And especially with the markets being what they were at those times too, trying to find a rental in January of 2021. I don't know what that was looking like. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Aside from this, we're going down a really gross path now because... It's, I don't even want to repeat it. <laughs> oh, so you're talking about, yeah. Instead, they just wanted to continue to do what they wanted to do, which apparently, according to Cody, was getting their pencils wet. Which wasn't a phrase I was familiar with. <laughs> he makes phrases up. Yeah, but not good ones. No. <laughs> Obviously, that's a euphemism, right, guys? I don't think we need to explain what's going on there. Brownie batter. <laughs> He's trying to say his kids wanted to prioritize their sexual activities over finding a place to live and making sure that the little children were not put in harm's way in the Brown family house. Like father, like son. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just like that's such a gross way to put it. And you don't have enough of a relationship with your children to know the things that they do with their girlfriends. And to still hold up. Yeah. If one of the little kids, the tender age children were to have contracted COVID, gotten it as bad as Cody did, and then died because Gabe and Garrison were trying to get laid. He would never forgive them for that. Uh, Can we remember that it seems like Brianna was patient zero in Robin's household, but she's receiving no blame. I guess because she's sweet 16 and never been kissed. I was going to say, was she trying to get her pencil wet? (laughs) Wait, how does that work? How does it go that direction? Stop. (laughs) So he's talking about all this. He's still blaming the kids. He's still angry. He's still talking about how he would fucking hate one of them if they were to have gotten one of the little kids sick and had something bad happen to them. And then he tells Sookie about how he's estranged from Gabe and Garrison and it hurts him deeply. And we cut to a close up of Cody's face. It's so dramatic. 
because this is when he's going to apologize to them live on TV because I guess they won't speak to him. And he knows they're out there watching, though. Part three of the one-on-one special. (laughs) Edge of their seats. Just like the rest of us. (laughs) And and the heartfelt apology he gives is, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Moments after mentioning getting their pencils wet and punching the chair. Also, next time I'd handle it differently. (laughs) After he just defended every single thing he did with no remorse. When the next global pandemic hits, I'll be sure to handle it differently. (laughs) Yeah, because he's still going to be around with his high level of income and advancements in modern scientific technology. There's no reason I can't live to be 150, 200. That was probably the most confusing part of the episode for me. I did make note of that, too. Next time I'll handle it differently. What? (laughs) Probably not, though, dude. Probably not. All right. Now Cody tells Suki. He loves Janelle, and he knows that she has suffered more than anyone else in plural marriage. Do we agree with that statement? Has Janelle suffered more than anyone else in plural marriage? In this plural marriage? Well, let's say in, in this family, yes. Like, I think we could disagree I'd like to, overall. I would no. like to keep it defined in the context of this family. I think I would have to say Mary has suffered quite a bit in this family. <laughs> I thought Christine for a second, and I was like, No, I don't think she's suffered more. I think Christine and Janelle have bonded over their suffering because it's relatable. It's a similar level. Mary is definitely suffering in ways that we cannot imagine. All right. So roll the clip. We get to watch the free lemonade lunch date again. (laughs) The lemon water lunch, which we're going to have to keep an eye on um, during the rewatches because now people have been going back and seeing other conversations happening at restaurants where Cody is also present with a shitload of lemons all over the table, too. We're watching this clip, and Cody is totally confused by Janelle saying she doesn't want to give up her independence because that is what makes plural marriage work for her. Shocked. He's just shocked. He can't believe it. I liked how taken aback Christine was because she couldn't believe that Cody was confirming some of the things that Janelle was like, oh, it sounds like you want me to act and behave just like Robin. And he's like, well, yeah. And Christine was like, but what? <laughs> what are you saying? Dude, this does not look good. It was a whole shape up or ship out response. And Christine's like, oof, thank God I picked ship out. Well, that's where Sookie comes in and she's telling Cody, just a suggestion. Maybe that conversation would have gone a little better if you had been a little bit more vulnerable because it really didn't come across that you love this woman and you still want a relationship with her. But he can't be vulnerable with somebody who doesn't respect him. Right. She just spent the last year shit talking him. He can't even trust her. How can you be vulnerable with somebody that you don't trust? The whole conversation's irrelevant, though, right? Because Janelle doesn't love Cody. At least she's pretty sure there's not any love there. But I mean, to be fair, what is love? (laughs) Cody, don't hurt me. (laughs) They have been separated for months. Would have been great if they hadn't spoiled that from the very beginning of this tell-all. The end of episode 14. So she's been separated from Cody for months, and basically, she's pretty happy. She's really happy, actually. Really, really happy. She's really mad still about what happened with her kids, and that is what led to her losing respect for Cody. Right, because for a while there, she was just indifferent to Cody, which that's a good spot to be. That's a safe spot. 
shouldn't that tell you that that's the end of your marriage when you just feel totally indifferent to someone? Just kind of indifferent. I think that would be the word I would use to describe my relationship with them, with my spouse. But at least there was still some respect there. But after seeing how he's treated her adult children, specifically Gabe and Garrison, and how that has gone throughout the COVID experience, she's losing some of that respect for him now more than ever. And we know Janelle's biggest thing has always been wanting a good dad for her kids. And that's always how she's been defending Cody. He's a great dad. He may be a lot of other things, but he's a great dad. That is always the excuse that she goes back to. That is her standard defense mechanism. I think that was her breaking point. She couldn't defend that anymore. She couldn't agree and she couldn't keep saying that Cody is at least a good dad because he's not even that anymore to her kids. Cody's living in a different world because it's pretty clear Janelle is happy. She's moving on. There was no big dramatic buildup to this breakup, right? She already felt indifferent towards him. Now she's starting to feel like she doesn't have any respect for him. But Cody wants to work on things with Janelle. This is where the disconnect starts in because there is the respect, the level of respect that's expected that Cody has. He's feeling disrespected by Janelle. But I'm sure Suki points out as well, too. I'm sure Janelle feels disrespected by Cody as well. It's a two-way street. Do we think that he actually loves Janelle? Today, maybe. While he's talking with Suki, yeah, probably in that moment. You do. I'm kind of wondering if this is a a last-ditch effort to keep the most convenient sister wife around, the one who doesn't cause a lot of issues, who doesn't need a lot from him, so that Robin can still live out her dream of living plural marriage. She's the last top earner. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she's starting to bring more money in now because she she started her uh, Plexus MLM at this point. The income is dwindling. <laughs> so it's becoming an issue. He's annoyed that Janelle and Christine are friends now. Of course, we know that. Why couldn't they be friends when they were sister wives? Uh, they were. They were. He just wasn't there to see it. Because <laughs> you were at Robin's house. All the time. <laughs> And most of that bond formulated after the move to Flagstaff as well. The real closeness that Christine and Janelle talk about. If he would converse with his wives or listen to them when they are speaking, he might have learned that because they told us that. They weren't as close in the cul-de-sac, but then after the move to Flagstaff, they grew to be closer friends. Adding to the confusion, so Cody says he's still in love with Janelle. He wants to work on things with her, but now... He's still demanding that she give him this unwavering loyalty and respect. That's the only way things are going to work. That's how they're going to reconcile. Because if Janelle had just been like Robin during COVID and brought her kids into total compliance with the COVID rules, there wouldn't have been an issue. See, and this is where um, I had my tricky answer that Cody still loves Janelle. Because on a day-to-day basis, I think, if you asked him at this point, he would probably say, yes, no, maybe so. But... Cody says it himself, love doesn't matter, only respect matters. So he can say that he loves her, because that's probably what she would want to hear, right? But does he respect her? Not while she's not respecting him by his definition, so doesn't matter. Why does anyone want to have a relationship with a person like this? I don't know why he doesn't understand that. Do we think that he was like this the whole time? I don't think he was like this when they first started the show. No, I don't either. So where did this come from along the way? Is it just from years of spending time with Robin and feeling that connection and only wanting to experience that and pushing everything else aside? So it's a prioritization thing that's happening. 
I don't know if it was more of like a focus on being patriarchal that I think Robin totally backs and not understanding why his other wives wouldn't just accept that. Because they spent the last 30 years not doing that. Right, because that's kind of not the way things were set up, even though he claims that was the way things were set up. So for two people who are madly in love, as they claim to be, they are separated right now, which kind of stupid, right? Cody's realizing. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Getting more of Janelle talking with Suki here, and she's being a lot more open, I think, than we've ever seen Janelle be in the past. I would say she was probably the most guarded of all of them when she would answer questions. Which maybe this is free, independent Janelle that we're seeing here. It's not just Janelle of the Sister Wives show. Well, she's got nothing to lose because she doesn't like this guy. She doesn't want him to come back. And so she's telling Suki, you know, Cody will look for any excuse other than himself being the problem when there's an issue in a relationship. And that's why all of a sudden this talk about my independence is coming up. Because it was never an issue before all of these years with me being independent until he needed something to bash me for after COVID. Which we pointed out before. That was earlier seasons where Christine was fixing the laundry situation at Robin's rental house when they were moving Robin and her kids to Lehigh, where you have to do this because the man's not always around. You have to be pretty savvy and kind of figure this stuff out on your own because independence is a big part of this plural marriage life. You don't get it. She's been saying that since like the first episode of this show. And suddenly he was shocked when she talked about how important her her independence is to her earlier in this episode. But I just my favorite takeaway here is that Janelle knows that Cody does not have any introspective capabilities whatsoever. (laughs) So he has to put some sort of a label on what the issue is. And of course, that's going to come from something that Janelle's doing because it's her fault. Then she kind of talks about the whole issue with the RV and really what her gripe with Cody and Robin was, which was, look, as a family, they all decided they were going to move to Flagstaff. They committed to buying this property, to getting out there, to paying it off so that they could build and live on there. And that when it came down to it, nobody was trying to help get it done. And that she thinks that if they didn't buy Robin's Shira Chateau, they would have had the money to pay off the land. Because look, they spent a good bit of money getting Christine into her house, but they spent a lot of money getting Robin into her house because that was just shy of a million dollars when they closed on that bad boy. Janelle's trying to point out the fact, if my needs as a wife were being prioritized, we would have paid off the land and been in a house on our property at this point. But that has not been the case and does not look to be the case anytime soon. She also points out how interesting it is that she's constantly being fed financial excuses for building on the land or trying to build on the land. But whenever Robin decides to go shopping, those financial issues do not come into play. Whenever she needs a new, uh, I was going to say a pinball machine. That's the new thing she should be into. The gumball machine. The gumball machine. Whenever she needs a new gumball machine, no problem. Or a million dollar home. Yeah. Whatever. Six bedrooms. Yeah. Robin doesn't want to be pulled into this because she feels like she gets pulled into these types of issues that she has nothing to do with, like the RV situation. She had nothing to do with that. But you kind of did because you sucked all the money out of the account. So Janelle didn't have money for a house. So that is, you you played a role there. (laughs) I wish that we would have gotten these types of follow-up questions. We're not operating in a vacuum here. This is a plural family or it was set up to be that way and we have been subscribed to think that it was that way 
But Janelle's out on the land. That's her fault. Again, it comes back to it's the wife's fault. You made your decisions. That's your problem. You bought the RV. You made that decision on your own. You didn't tell Cody about it. So that's your fault. Now we get into some really good stuff. Robin is again at her peak craziness. So she's giving us a little like insight into the fact that she doesn't air her issues with Cody. They have disagreements, but everyone perceives everything's fine all the time with them because she doesn't constantly talk about the things that are going wrong. The real crux of the issue, according to Robin, is that these other women don't treat Cody like he is their best customer. You're my number one customer. (laughs) Which is rich coming from a woman who has pretty much never had a job, very rarely been employed. Let's put it that way. Well, she is great at the business. (laughs) She read a few business books. Really, the issue is she's accusing the other women of fighting dirty, right? That's pretty much what she's trying to say. And when they fight, she gives Cody a break if he needs one. But she doesn't let Cody walk away. And the other wives, they'll just let Cody walk away. But that apparently is a trick that she is not teaching the other wives of how to keep Cody in the room when you are arguing because she's the only wife he stays to argue with. So one of the thoughts I had when she said this was, okay, there's a difference, though. When you are having an argument with a person who you respect and you feel respected by versus having an argument with someone who you feel a lot of resentment towards. I think that's a very big part of this. So I don't think she understands really what their fights are like. And it's not just because Christine, for example, is slinging mud over at Cody. I think this is a a very toxic situation when they get into a disagreement that Robin doesn't really understand. But look, Robin's just good at communication. That's what it comes down to. She's tired of being punished for being such a good communicator. It's not a bad thing. Don't make it out to be some sort of crime that I have to be tried for in the court of public opinion. Robin doesn't let Cody push her around. She says her truth. She listens to Lizzo. (laughs) I was going to say, that was very Leah Mezzer of her. (laughs) I stand in my truth. (laughs) She's not going to apologize for having a good relationship with Cody anymore. The wives have their bad relationships with Cody, and that's their fault. Then Suki asked Janelle if she could ever have a romantic relationship with Cody again. And Janelle's like, you know, we never really had a romantic relationship. No, not really. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should play the pencil clip. Oh, boy. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you would never want to have a romantic relationship with him again. They didn't really have a relationship that was very romance-based, which they admittedly talked about openly in the book as well, too, a couple times. She mentioned that she's mourned that part of their relationship. So I wonder, was she in the same boat as Mary and Christine? She's kind of moved on from that. I just wonder, how long was there no romance? And it couldn't have been that good because she she doesn't miss it. Not missing it. And we we get a scoop here. This was the good meat and potatoes of the episode, if you want to you want to put it that way. Uh, just as long as my pencil stays dry, please. <laughs> Apparently, Cody blew off their last anniversary. So we left off season 17 in what, like it was November or December of 2021. It was right before Christmas. We're leading up to Christmas. Yeah, I don't think we'd hit Thanksgiving yet either. So holiday planning, that was the fight around the fire pit. So... Christmas, then their anniversary in January. No talking to Cody. 
Cody doesn't call. He doesn't call for Christmas, doesn't acknowledge it, doesn't acknowledge their anniversary. She does not speak to Cody until March or April. So when we pick up next season, I guess that's what we're going to see play out. Yeah, if we're going to see the holiday footage, I'm not sure if there's going to be much else going on really outside of that. Definitely not between Janelle and Cody. We'll have to keep that in mind for the beginning of season 18. Now, it was kind of disheartening to hear her then talk about the like how conflicted she feels at this point, right? Because at the same time, she has her faith, which she very much still believes in, that requires her to repair her relationship with Cody because they are going into the afterlife together. But also, she feels a lot of peace now that they've been separated, and she doesn't really want that to change. So the door is open, but she's just hoping that nobody walks through it, specifically Cody. Now we're on the topic of plural marriage, right? Because it seems like things are pretty bad here. Does Cody have more than one wife even anymore? It seems like not really. So Christine says she doesn't think that Cody has the capacity for plural marriage anymore and doesn't know what that looks like in the future if all of his wives don't act exactly like Robin. Because that's not fair for Janelle and Mary either for their relationships with Cody to be impacted in this way either because they're not going to fit the Robin mold of perfection that he's built up in his mind, they're always going to be punished for it. Then Cody says, you know what? I am on the verge of not being a polygamist anymore, as if we couldn't all see that. It's been going on a long time. It's happening already, if it hasn't already. He's been looking back on the past, and he remembers it fondly. There's a lot that he misses, but then also there's a lot that he regrets. Yeah, I think this was a weird way to kind of introduce his thought pattern here, but I guess that's kind of comes with the territory with uh, with Cody there. I feel like he regrets specifically like the erosion of his other three marriages over the past 12 years since someone new was introduced to the equation. Yeah, not leaving sooner, maybe. <laughs> that's would be my biggest regret. regret. That's the biggest regret. Because, yeah, I think it's very interesting how this comes back to Cody because being a polygamist is a big part of his identity. So now he's going through all this turmoil of basically being on the cusp of not being a polygamist anymore. So what does that mean for him specifically? Very damaging, I'm sure. And he used to be so forward-thinking and optimistic, but now he's stuck. He's stuck looking in the past. Get this man some therapy next season. Lots of regrets. Oh, and then, oh, there's Mary. We're trying to wrap things up, so it's time for Mary to come back. I thought she broke for lunch, but she's back. So he wants to know, are you going to stay until Cody realizes what he's been missing out on? With all this right here, (laughs) you think? And Mary does a little, like, you know, pushes her hair out of the way. A little hair flip. A little hair flip, thank you. And then says, I don't think Cody realizes the shit that I am. And maybe he never will. If he hasn't by now, maybe he never will. But also, Mary's other belief is that people do change, but that probably doesn't work out in her favor either, because then that means that maybe he's at a place where he's finally realizing that she's not for him anymore. So she thinks Cody changed, and that's why he doesn't want anything to do with her anymore. I feel like the issue is he didn't like Mary, who she was before, and then Mary changed, and he still doesn't like who she is now. Oh, that's a good way to take it. I don't think Cody has made any progress at all in terms of uh, moving himself along in life. And I like how Mary knows that Cody has decided, no, thank you, Mary. 
<laughs> and that he's not looking to pursue this any further. So it is up to Mary now about whether or not to stay. So basically, it'll just remain undecided for the rest of her life <laughs> because it is scientifically proven that Mary cannot make a decision for herself. <laughs> she does kind of try to like, you know, she's thinking about the negotiations for for future seasons. She kind of almost does like a a wink. I guess only the future will tell. Wink. Watch <laughs> season 17 or watch season 18, 19 and 20 of Sister Wives yeah. to find out. Well, stay tuned <laughs> to find out more. Right, producers? Christine doesn't see Cody and Robin looking for another wife after all this. That's the big question, right? Everyone's speculating what's going to happen now. Will they actually live out a life of monogamy or will they look for someone else to bring into the family? And I think that was her biggest play because she knows that if she says that they're probably not going to look for another wife, Cody's going to have to do the opposite just to spite her. (laughs) I really don't believe that Cody and Robin have the ability to deal with what they would need to to bring another person into this family. Absolutely not. Yeah. Mary was the recruiter. Is that what she's sticking around for? Maybe. She's going to find some new wives. I she's don't think. I really do not favor. think so. She's going to try to find some favor by finding some more wives for Cody who will just blindly obey him because that's his type now. Well, the, his type is Robin. And that's the point that Christine makes. If they're soulmates, is there really room for anyone else in that relationship? Right. And what about Robin's whole storyline that she crafted, though, this entire time about wanting to be in a big polygamous family it's going to be shattered now because everybody left so we're going to have to add more people back into that equation otherwise robin will be so unfulfilled aren't they still in a big family though even if it's not a polygamous like an active polygamous marriage well and keep in mind that's not actually what robin's goal was robin's goal was to make her children's lives better she says that in the book so goal achieved check that one off And you would know that if you read the book, Suki. You got to read that before the next one-on-one. Now, Robin is telling Suki that Cody basically said no to bringing more sister wives into the family. That's where he's at with it. Now, her, she could see herself asking about approaching someone to be her sister wife, but she's just so scared now because this whole thing went so badly this first time. She had to say yes, because that makes her a good sister wife. But she has absolutely no intention on bringing that up, which, again, would be a great play for Mary to make that push, because then you're undercutting Robin as well in the process. And that's just going to be sweet double justice. The push for what? Adding another wife. You want Mary to push to add another wife. I want Mary to push another wife onto Cody. That is the drama and the turmoil that I would like to see. That's what she's good at. That's what she's been doing all these years. Although I would say in the long run, they didn't really turn out to be winners. But, uh, you know, that, that's his fault. Really, all this comes down to is Robin and Robin's thoughts and feelings and the fact that they have shattered her vision of the future because she thought they were going to have their houses out on Coyote Pass. It was going to be a grandparent ranch. Right. With all of them out in their rocking chairs on the porch and all their grandkids running around. Which I don't know why that term upset me, but it did. <laughs> Grandparent ranch. Yeah, there was just something off-putting about that. It was a little, it was weird. Then it made me think back to the Biggie Housie and how Cody was like, oh, all the kids are going to come back here. Everyone's going to come back for the holidays. And I was like, oh, that was Robin's dream that Cody was trying to make come true. 
then that would be a quick way to get Carly into that house is if you put a big wraparound porch all the way around the one big house, one big porch, I think you'd be sold. (laughs) I would like one big porch. (laughs) Preferably with an outdoor ceiling fan above it. Correct. (laughs) A rocking chair and some sweet tea. There you go. Grandparent ranch. But we don't know how to end these. No, we don't. We just sort of... We just sort of, uh, there's no punctuation mark to close these out. No exclamation point, no period, no question mark. It's just sort of fades away. Well, we leave with Cody. Yeah, because this is, what is Cody's wish to Christine? Well, she told all the kids that I had found my soulmate in Robin. And this is all very bitchy the way he's saying it, by the way. So I hope for Christine that she finds her soulmate and that I can find a happy place with Janelle. and. That he and the kids can reconcile. No wishes for Mary. Nothing for Mary. <laughs> it just fades. Remember last season? We thought, was that it? It was. It just ended very abruptly. We did the same thing again. It's like you're watching the finale of The Sopranos and the screen just goes black. Cuts to black. That's it. But this didn't even cut to black. That's at least a statement. Something happened there. This just fades <laughs> slowly into obscurity. Just like season 17 will do. And that concludes our recap of the one-on-one special for season 17. Next episode, just a reminder, this will come out on January 29th. We are getting into season 10, episode one, Mary and Cody try to get back to normal life after the catfishing incident. Meanwhile, Aspen is moving back home, but not to her mother's house. Oh my goodness. We're already drumming up the drama from 10 years ago again. What will happen? Who knows? Well, maybe not 10 years. This is like five, five, six, seven. I don't know. I I can't do math right now. Eight years ago, because it's 2023 now. I'm very excited to get into the rewatch. We have a lot of fun with the old episodes. And after getting through a really tough season like season 17, there is nothing better than getting back to some OG Brown family because they are ridiculous. So stay with us. Remember, you're not alone out there on the rewatch. We'll all get through this together. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned, share with friends. See you next time. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible 
irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.